Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Musicals Told Me Everything I Know, where we find out what lessons musical theatre can teach us. I am Zane C. Weber and with me at the table tonight are... Julie Eisendrager. And Miranda Selwood. Hi ladies. Hi, so both, both arms went out. We didn't know who was going to talk first. <laughs> I'd left it up to you. And then I, when I realised you were like, oh, I don't know who's going to go first, I indicated Julie and then Miranda. You're and such then a we good leader. We I love know, you. I know. You but it's just us good. tonight. It is. It is just us because we are doing another holiday episode. An Australia-specific holiday episode. Because it's going to be Australia Day. It's Australia Day. It's Australia Day. Happy Australia Day. Happy Australia Day. Hopefully you're still sober enough to listen to this episode and enjoy it. So we found one of the many Australian musicals Mm. that are out there in the world. Uh, With so many to choose from. So many to choose from. Boy From Oz or... Paris. <laughs> I get strictly ballroom now. Strictly ballroom. Or boy from Oz. Mamma Mia. Is that Australian? No, it, uh, isn't it? No, no. not it's, it's Greek. Oh. Isn't it? It's set in the Greek islands. Yeah, British people didn't. Didn't we like? Don't we own it because we own ABBA? Do we own ABBA? I thought we, we did. Oh, I'm controversial. Confused. So we don't have a guest. So we don't have a get-to-know-you quiz, but do we have any Broadway news? Uh, I have some Broadway news. I think you have the best Broadway news, so you probably should just... Okay. Again, it's just a headline because they've announced it and they've announced a name and they've got no crew. It's just, just, just a name of a movie that's becoming a musical and the star that's going to be attached. I'm super excited. Oh, my goodness. Death Becomes Her, the 1993 (laughs) Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn classic comedy movie is becoming a Broadway musical starring Kristen Chenoweth. Cool. Everyone scream now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can you, I'm sorry, can you just (laughs) remind me, which one is Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her is where... She loses her heart. She's a very famous actress and she loses her husband to her rival who shows up 10 years into their marriage, very beautiful and put together and she's ageing and she's got wrinkles and her plastic surgeon won't do any more surgery on her and it comes out that she has bought this elixir that makes her 
that basically makes her perfect and they never age ever again. And so she takes this and then it's them fighting over the husband and it gets violent and body parts are flying. It's great. It's a great She's, musical. She comes, becomes kind of immortal. Not very well if body parts are flying around. Well, they, she think still of can't them die. like animated mannequins after a point. Like, oh. Yeah, so they're kind of plasticized. And if you take care of yourself, you'll stay beautiful forever. Like right. there's a joke in there that like this is what Elvis did because they get they get after they take it they get ten years. I think so. And then they have to go into hiding. So, oh, yeah. But it's very funny. It's really it's a great Meryl Streep comedy, and Kristen Chenoweth is going to be playing the Meryl Streep role. So. I saw cool. it as a child. It scarred me for life. It's really. I'm really interested <laughs> to see who they're going to get. To play the Goldie Horn role opposite her, because yes. the physicality of Chris and Chenoweth is just like this tiny powerhouse of a woman, mm. and it's going to be really interesting the dynamic that or they maybe get there. it'll be a wicked reunion with Adina. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> hope not. <laughs> I think Adina could do comedy. No. All right. Uh, any other Broadway news? I'm really excited I have about nothing. that. So I've I'm been fresh for a while. out. I'm fresh out of Broadway news. All right. I well, Broadway news. I went to Melbourne, back to the Globe. I went to the Globe again and I saw more shows. And they were great still? <laughs> they were great. I just can't. Guys, just go. Is it too late to go? It's January 26th. It clo- they're closing shows on the uh, 3rd of February. There so we go. you still got January. Just go. Go see all of the shows. There's five shows in their season and I've seen seven of them. Well done. I know. All right, you heard it here. <laughs> Go do it. And now we'll take a break and we'll come back and start talking Boy From Oz. Boy From Oz, uh, Australian classic. Yeah, oh, yeah, mate. saying that. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, I hate it when other people do it. I hate it when I do it, but I hate it more when other people do it apparently. I actually have real trouble doing an Australian accent, apparently, on stage. It's, that's true. I've, um, I've observed this phenomenon. <laughs> when we did You're in Town, it we, was an Australian set and, and I... You're in Town? Struggle Town. I was in Struggle Town. That's where I was. You're in Town? It's You're in Town. to pee. It, oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. Well, what can you tell us about the, the history Boy of Boy From Oz? Well, uh, The Boy From Oz is mostly not set in Australia, so there's a lot of non-Australian accents in there, but it is um, it is interestingly jarring when you go see the show, um, <laughs> that first section where you get sort of blown away by the overtly Aussie. country Aussie yeah. accents. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the Boy From Oz is a jukebox musical based on the life of singer-songwriter Peter Allen, featuring all songs written by... Peter Allen, they're obviously rearranged and uh, handed out to a bunch of different characters within the storyline. Uh, but they, Peter Allen wrote a lot of autobiographical stuff Stuff yeah. anyway. So it's, there's a lot of really good material to tell his story. And um, it's been beautifully put together with a book by Nick Enright. It premiered in Australia in 1998. It was the good year. Graduated high school that year I did. What were you guys doing in 98? Uh, I was was... busy being eight. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jukebox musical. Yes. Was this 
like one of the first ones or has there been a few before that? Um, came before Jesse I Specifically Boys. Jukebox came biography be- musicals. The, I think it was definitely one of the earliest, if mm. not a groundbreakingly so. And I think it, it does, his music does biography. push itself towards that because yeah. it is about things that he's gone through. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on now. Like yes. the Carol King one and various other things. Um, but yes, it is entirely a score by Peter Allen um, telling the story of Peter Allen. Um, almost starring Peter Allen. Almost. I, if you it's so close. <laughs> if you put a picture of Todd McKenney up in front of people, <laughs> some of them will think that it is Peter Allen. Um, it's certainly people in my generation. Um, it, it's Todd McKenney is the Peter Allen of my. <laughs> I, I identify him with Peter Allen more than Peter Allen with Peter Allen. Uh, anyway, uh, so the original Australian cast did star Todd McKenney and uh, he had been about doing stuff prior to that but it really was a big breakout role for him and he was and remains so perfect for this role. He um, embodies not just the role as written but... Um, his physicality was so precisely, you know, copied. It wasn't just an impersonation, though. He had the right energy and the right feel and the the sound of his voice even got pretty close. Were you a fan of Peter Allen before you were a fan of this musical? No, but only through lack of exposure. Right, yeah. So, I, I mean, we've all heard I Still Call Australia Home pop up every now and then. But Especially in the 80s and 90s. Oh, like God. Everywhere. Mostly the children's choir and the Qantas ads, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, guys, it's still going. It's on their hold music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the original production in uh, 98 starring Todd McKenney toured Australia because that's how we do it here. That was directed by Gail Edwards and um, it <laughs> opened in Her Majesty's Theatre in Sydney, Australia. Now, if you go to... Um, some websites, in particular the Broadway World website, it will tell you that it premiered in Her Majesty's Theatre in London. It's because a big commute it's for an Australian Australian cast. <laughs> it does list it as the Australian original cast, and then somebody's just clicked the wrong link on the Her Majesty's yeah. Theatre thing. <laughs> um, it was a very helpful entry of the site. They also had the cast list uh, by alphabetical order by surname, and everyone was listed as the role of performer. Very egalitarian so of them. You know, yeah. you don't you don't want All your stars, quote unquote. <laughs> like everyone's just a performer on this stage. Everyone is performing together. <laughs> um, it ran for 766 performances over Ooh. a period of two years, and that was in Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, and of course Sydney, where it opened. It played to 1.2. Two million theatre patrons. That's a larger number than the population of Australia at that time. <laughs> that's not correct. <laughs> I was, that's an over-exaggeration. <laughs> I was being... over-exaggerating. Um, it did, Todd McKenney played Peter Allen and uh, the front woman of the Divinals, if you remember them from the 80s. Chrissy Amphlett played Judy Garland, uh, which was an interesting inclusion. Um, uh, <laughs> the Liza Minnelli from the original cast who... 
we're pretty sure it was Angela Tui, um, was noted for doing such a perfect impression <laughs> of Liza Minnelli that she was more Liza than Liza. Um, the but- problem with doing <laughs> Liza Minnelli, at least for me, is not caricaturing her. Well, that's right. And that's what she she got a lot of really great reviews for being able to accomplish that. She did Young Liza. She didn't base it on mm. older Liza Broadway Liza, crazy Broadway that's Liza. Hard. That's yeah. hard because she's so – and she even – Liza even is like a caricature of herself when Absolutely. she's in um, it's Arrested brand. Development. It's her well, brand. Even when she's she high energy, like she's, she's crazy – but when she but when she's just a normal person, she's obviously still a little unhinged. <laughs> still a little unhinged. But the energy but it's is not different. What you relate to her with. Uh, so the next chapter of the Boy from Oz story was its transfer to Broadway. A musical opened a revised version on Broadway in two thousand and three, starring Huge Jackman or mm. Hugh Jackman for the rest of us. Um, it did play. Uh, all its performances within a year, I think. 365 performances after 32 previews. Um, but I believe the reason that it closed was that was the end of Hugh Jackman's contract. Yeah. He had movies yeah. to make and stuff to do. So they didn't replace him and extend. They just closed. Um, that did follow a, um, a bit of workshop time the previous year, which was involved the reworking of the um, book. They changed around some of the songs, particularly the placement of some of the songs. They um, gave some of them to different characters, cut some out, replaced them with other things, um, but made really heavy rewrites to the book, so much so that the book by Nick Enright was now credited as the US book by Martin Sherman in brackets, Nick Enright. So Nick Enright got, uh, yeah, there must have been some big chippy choppy chunks out of that. Do you know which one is licensed now? Is it the If you license it in Australia, you get the Australian version. Then I can see why they might have changed some of the book. Mm. Having seen a couple versions of it, I think the book lets the lets the show down a little bit. It had some things. Well, most of the rewrites were apparently uh, to make it adapt it for the American audience. So they removed some of the Australian terms that they thought might be misunderstood. <laughs> I think they took out Tenerfield Saddler. I think they oh. took that whole song out. Oh, Don't sad. quote me on that, but I, I'm going through stuff. Yeah. I, I think that uh, which just amazing to me but that that does have a song that references a very australian romanticized australian way of life so yeah they took it out um they also at that point expanded the role of um the u.s characters so the judy garland and liza minnelli roles became bigger a lot more prominent in the story and Mm. were given more songs Mm. uh Many years later, well, not that many, a couple of years later, I guess uh, Hugh Jackman had finished filming, what was he doing, Wolverine at the time? Oh, 2003? 2003 would be in during the X-Men times. I don't think yeah. it would be Wolverine territory yet. Wolverine-y, X, 
somewhere around <laughs> that. Um, he came back to Australia and during 2006 did an Australian tour of, um, I think it went back to something between the Australian yeah, and the yeah. US version. It probably had a lot of the book cut out because it was the Boy From Oz Arena Spectacular. Chrissy Amphlett um, and Angela Tui returned to the cast, um, now with Hugh Jackman playing the role of Peter Allen. Uh, and a bunch of other people were in it too, um, including the Australian Girls Choir. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I guess they come in and sing the Qantas song. <laughs> Very exciting. So if you're going to put them anywhere, that's the only appropriate place. Yeah. Um, so awards-wise, uh, the original Australian production won Best Musical at the Helpmans. Uh, Gail Edwards won for Best Direction. And Todd McKenney won for Best Male Actor. Uh, Max Lambert also for Musical Direction. They were nominated for a few other things. Uh, for the Tonys, just the one winner. Do you want to guess it? which one it was? Uh, they were nominated for Best Musical, Best Book, Martin Sherman. And Nick and, and Nick Wright. And <laughs> uh, best performance by a featured actress in a musical and best performance by a leading actor. Hmm. Hugh Jackman won the Tony hmm. for that. But the, there were two women nominated for featured actress. There were. Beth yep. Fowler and Isabel Keating who played parts in the show. <laughs> uh, Marion and Judy. Oh. So yeah. uh, nice. Mama, Mama Allen, is yeah. that Marion? Yes, Marianne I believe Aldo. so. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's there you go. So uh, they wrote it, the Americans rewrote it, and then we took it back. Yeah. And now it gets done by amateur societies all around Australia, Australia. mostly. Australia, yeah. pretty much. Um, there have been international productions. Uh, interestingly, if you look at the Wikipedia, I think the only international production listed is somewhere really odd, like Peru. 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 Yeah. There the are, what? There have been a, a few 2013 others, but production. yeah. <laughs> that is so obscure. It's very random. And why would they care? Peter Allen's very big in Peru. <laughs> the mountain goats love him. Apparently. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, well, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back and talk about the uh, characters and plot. All right, Peter Allen. What do we need to know? He was a guy, did some stuff, sung about it. Yep. Married Liza Minnelli in there. And Judy Garland. Did he didn't marry Judy, Judy Garland. Garland. Oh, it was secret. He loved her. <laughs> I think he definitely loved his mummy-in-law. I Who would wouldn't? love it if yeah. <laughs> she was my mother-in-law. Um, so The Boy from Oz begins with Peter Allen recalling his life story um, and in some ways coming to terms with like who he was. Um, it's the whole movie is kind of a flashback, really, because straight after um, that initial song where he's um, chatting about his life, we go into his childhood in Tenerfield, Australia. 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 Where a um, young boy named Peter Walno is performing in local bars for money. Who is Peter Walno? Peter Walno would be Peter Allen. What? Yes. By all means, please go on. <laughs> um, when he married Liza Minnelli, he took a completely different name. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, it As was the style of the time. <laughs> I will get to how they changed his name. Um, 
Yeah, so young boy performing in local bars, encouraged by his mum, Marion Woolnow. Not so much encouraged by dad. Nah. Why? Usually Australian men are so uh, culturally sensitive. Especially when you come from Tenerfield. <laughs> no, no offence to anyone that currently lives there. Um, Peter grows up and joins um, Chris Bell to become the Allen Brothers. So the Allen Brothers was um, a name Chris and himself had chosen with their manager. And they perform um, on the Australian bandstand. They gain some success in Australia and then the Allen Brothers perform in um, Hong Kong Hilton Hotel to Chinese businessmen. One evening, whilst there, another person was watching them from the bar. <gasps> who likes, from the bar. Who likes a good <laughs> drink, guys? If you uh, had to guess. Uh, Miss Garland. Miss Judy Garland. <laughs> the legendary Judy Garland uh, convinces Peter to perform with her and Judy takes Peter to the opening to be the opening act in her concert in New York. How hard did you have to try to convince him? Because, like, it's Judy Garland. I think she probably would have just said, Hi, Peter, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please, Mother. Take me away. (laughs) Yes, Mama. Uh, While in New York, Peter is introduced to Judy's daughter, Liza, and they fall in love. And this is Fall in love, in inverted commas. Oh, I think he loved her. As who? What gay man doesn't like Liza Minnelli? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll give you that. Oh, this is so sad. Anyway, so there are rumours of Peter's homosexuality and Judy warns Liza that, hey, babe, your husband might be a homo. Um, I mean, she's not wrong. She's not, but... Liza pays no attention to mum and says, nah, fuck you. <laughs> She's more Australian than Peter at this point. <laughs> like, mum, shut up. I love him. <laughs> she ends up marrying Peter. Um, this is what makes me giggle because in the Wikipedia entry of plot it says, Peter makes some mistakes. <laughs> Peter makes some mistakes and at one of his all-night parties, Liza walks in on, in on him, further fueling her suspicions that he is gay. He makes some mistakes. <laughs> some mistakes in this case is code for illicit assignations yeah. at a party yeah. that his wife walks in on and she suspects... That he might be homosexual. I think the mistakes they're referring to is not locking the door. Right. <laughs> More than anything. Everything else seems like great the fun and a great idea. he made was, was not locking the not door. Not turning the key. So Liza's working hard to get her career going um, in contrast to Peter's excessive lifestyle. Um, Judy dies. Aww. And Peter honours her through song. Um, Liza's world comes crashing down and as a result of her mother's death. This is where I got really sad for Liza. And then Liza confronts Peter on his alleged homosexuality and their marriage ends. What a tough time for Liza. Didn't yep. really think about it until I was like in the musical going, yeah. Yeah. This is not a great time in your life, babe. And yet somehow in the musical Peter is still not the villain. Evil, No. He, uh, well, as an audience member, you're well aware of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's set you're, up in the beginning. And it's like even the Wikipedia says, he makes some mistakes. And it's like, 
No, he cheats on his wife. Yeah. That's what's happening there. I, yeah, I don't know. I watched the show even and I think they must have had an understanding. How, like, she must have known. He to be fair, must have known. growing up in rural Australia, he might have just been in super denial. And then... I think that would play a yeah. huge part because his dad was even as, like, clearly not encouraging of his... Choices, yes, yeah. Um, even as a performer, not as a gay man, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so at the end of Act One, Peter returns to Australia, um, but realizes that he's not who people really thought he was. Act two, two, two. Back in the US, Peter has gone solo and comes to terms with his bisexuality, which leads to that really cute little bicoastal song. Um, he meets the hard-working fashion model Gregory Connell. But Greg doesn't want to be part of Peter's life in show business. Um, but he still falls in love with Peter. They soon get discovered by music producer D. Anthony. And he gets him a big gig at the Copacabana in New York. And the Copa. Copacabana. Yeah. Crushed it, guys. <laughs> Peter's career takes off and he wins an Oscar for Arthur's theme, which I did not know until today, (laughs) even having been in the musical. In addition to recording songs that were covered by artists Olivia Newton-John and Frank Sinatra, Peter gives his best performance in the Radio City Music Hall with the Rockettes and is surprised to know... Okay, I don't get this bit. Someone's going to have to... Have to explain it to me. Right. What it says is Peter gives his best performance in Radio City Musical Hall with the Rockettes and is surprised to know his mother is also in love. Sorry, what? So does he find out when she sees him in that performance that she is seeing someone? No. No. Not at all. It makes no sense. Because it's been a while since I've seen the show. Maybe it's a typo. Maybe it's just that she's in the audience. I think it actually, because his father's death is not referred to in this, think it might be the love that his mother had for his father post his father shooting himself in the head. Right. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Continuing on, Greg. <laughs> Greg finds out he has AIDS and then gets very, very sick. Um, and even though Peter tries to help him, you know, keep on going, he's his little cheerleader, go, buddy, go. Um, nah, no good, Greg dies. Dead, dead, dead. Peter also becomes sick with AIDS, but Greg's spirit, that's right, people, <gasps> ghost Greg, urges him to carry on. Ghost Judy makes some appearances Ghost too, Judy makes you? lots yeah. of appearances, yeah. Liza offers her support to Peter and they both realise that they had successful lives and careers without each other. Bless Um, her heart. Bless her little heart. Peter returns to Australia for a triumphant performance and tries to tell his mother about his illness, but he just can't find a way to tell her. Petey Poops dies and then reflects on his life, realising he has no regrets as he passes away, Um, but not before going going out in style with one last farewell performance. Rio! Yep. Yeah. It's quite a tragic show. This show is very sad, but done in a way that you don't realise it at the time. I think you, you yeah. I think I think you do. It's you like do. no, because quite literally everyone's like death and show number, death <laughs> and show number. Yeah. Yeah. So 
You don't maybe notice Because I, I remember watching the show and you know me, old people feeling things is what gets me. <sighs> the mother? And the mother and Judy. Oh. Like, oh, uh, no. it really got me. Mama has me in tears yeah. every time. Bless. Cause you What's think, the number that she does toward the end? Uh, I always it, think it's send in the clowns. It's not. Don't cry out loud. Don't cry out loud. Don't cry out loud. Don't cry out loud. I don't know why I always get that. Send, send in, in the, the clowns. clowns mixed up. but I can see why. It's kind of Barbara-esque, I guess. Similar um, mood. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Again, it's it's one of the few musicals that, like, I, I don't know whether it does head-on deal with the AIDS crisis. Not really. Like, it, it is it is like a, a few plot points there yeah. towards the end, but but they don't talk about or treat it as AIDS. Yes, they oh, they, a, they are an not. Illness. They treat yeah. it and talk about it on a personal level yeah. of. They're not whinging about it sickness. anywhere near as much as they do in Rent. Yeah. <laughs> and two characters die from it, which beats Rent's one. Just saying. Yes, yeah, so take that, Rent. Yeah, Rent. Uh, God. I don't think we should be bragging about the body count of musicals. <laughs> it's pro- probably, not, the probably not. You don't think about, like you were saying, you don't think about The Boy From Oz as having a high body count, it's but it does. It's got a high body count. It does. We have four At least people. Dad... Judy. Judy, Greg, Peter. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. The, the mother survives him. Mummy's, yeah, mummy's so. kicking it. Um, Liza's kicking it, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. So it, <laughs> it is an emotional show. Like, I'm, I'll just put my cards on the table. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the show. Watching it is a very different experience to listening to it. Yes, I um, agree. I'm you, not a huge listen Peter to Allen it, fan. It's, it's Peter Allen music yes, with more yeah. voices. That's yes. what it is. Um, and probably more brass. It's a lot of brass <laughs> in the soundtrack. Um, it's an enjoyable listen, but you don't you don't really get a lot, the story yeah. and the character development is in the book. Because it the is show. a strong jukebox musical. Mm. So the music is just his music. Yeah. And a lot of what well, they, they deal with celebrity a lot in this musical and it, it is kind of a very... It's not – they don't treat it like Liza Minnelli and Judy Garland. They treat them like actual people, which is Who another thing. Who they played the part in, in Peter's life. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who they were to so him. I think that's another interesting thing about this particular musical in that it's dealing with famous people like even in Jersey Boys. Like it is – the famous people that they meet, they're like, it's this person and this person. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. in this one, it, it's not – it's not the the idol. It's not the mask. It is an actual person mm. playing a role in the in in the story, which I think is really good yeah. about this musical. All right. Well, let's uh, move on and talk about the songs. Gookie gookie. All right. Music written by Peter Allen. Lyrics by. Peter Allen. Oh. Mostly. Mostly. A lot by uh, Sega, whatever his name is, the first name. So a lot, a lot of the, the music has music by Allen, lyrics by Sega. And uh, occasional additional lyrics by Bert Bacharach? Some of them, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, what now? Bert Bacharach is credited on... Uh, must just be one of the songs, I think. 
think Bert Bacharach... I shouldn't say things like this without having the notes in front Did of Bert me. Bac- I'm sorry. Maybe Bert Bacharach wrote the, some of... Uh, nah, pass. Um, I was going to say <laughs> Arthur's theme, but I don't think he did. Uh, best that you can do... Um, the best is in Act One do is, is fall in love. by Bert Bacharach first, Carol Bayer Sager second, Peter Allen and Christopher Cross. So Good team guys. effort. Yeah. So, all right. So the lives of me, Peter Allen. This is how we open the show. I'm just going to read down the list. I don't really connect with many of these songs. I'll I'll pick out the ones that I do. But please jump in if there's any that you particularly feel strongly about or have anything to say about all of them. Really, no. I'll jump in. I'll be jumpy. I do. I tell you what. Um, overview musical overview. Mm. There are a number of songs that are sung by the Peter Allen character or various other characters in the show. But there's also um, these sort of arrangements of the introductions and exits of songs and in-between pieces sung by a trio of females. And the arrangement, the vocal arrangements on those and are just, they're exquisite. Incredible. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes for like those three singers There's, in this show have a lot to do. Yeah. And um yeah. They do a, like the um she loves to hear the music is like made a thousand times better by the addition of those girls. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Reading down the American the Broadway version cast list, they have taken Tenderfield Saddle out. No. Yes. Okay. There were a couple of other things that they took out as well. I can't remember off the top of my head what and they were. And the order but, has changed. But Tenerfield Saddler was the, I think, maybe the only mistake Yes. Yeah. they made. And I think it's just because it's so Australian. But, like, Peter but, Allen's so Australian. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would have thought that was kind of the point. Yeah. And it is... It is so much the story of his heritage and where it comes toward the end of the show as a reflective piece rather than... I mean, they could have put it earlier on and used it as the history of his Australian life. But But it meant so much more than that to him. I mean, it starts in Tenerfield. The musical starts in Tenerfield. Yeah. Get over it, put it back in. It's amazing. Yeah, Broadway. <laughs> Dear Broadway. Julie, get on it. Dear Broadway, you're on notice. <laughs> Please respect your Australian musical. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, so when I get my name in lights, which is boy playing Peter and the ensemble mm-hmm. and then it comes Peter singing it by himself. Mm-hmm. They're a prize. Amazing. Uh, Love Crazy, Waltzing Matilda. No strong feelings. In Mandarin. (laughs) Uh, During the tour. Uh, All I Wanted Was the Dream, which is uh, Judy Garland Mm. song that she sings when she comes in. Only an Older Woman. That's a fun number. Yeah. Um, uh, Peter and Judy singing together. Sure. Do not recall that. (laughs) Best That You Can Do. This is Peter and Liza. Yeah. And this is this is the one that has Bert Bacharach, Carol Bayer Sega, uh, uh-huh. Peter Everyone. Allen, Christopher Cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't wish too hard. <gasps> I love that song. I love the, the, the vocal don't arrangement. Don't wish too yeah. hard yeah. for 
Mm-mm-mm. Plus, yeah. I had a really nice outfit and hair as big as the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm going to put a photo of that on Facebook. Wonderful. Uh, Come Save Me, uh, which is Liza and Peter. Continental American, which is just Peter and the ensemble. Mm. Yeah. Do, 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 do. She loves to hear the music. She loves to hear the music. Oh, no, hang on, that's Abba. <laughs> Thank you for the music. Thank you for the music. Yeah. Uh, quiet, please. There's a lady on stage. I'm not crying. You're crying. That is. This, this is the song that gets me. Is, this, of course, well, it does. It's, it's not. It's not the only song that gets me. But this is it's the one first of. one that does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to say goodbye to Judy. Oh, bye, Judy. Bye, Judy. Because she. Did. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna take a moment. Uh, after very, quiet, please. It's a very touching stage. song. It is. I'd rather leave while <gasps> I'm in love. This is the one that gets me. It makes me oh, the, all the Liza? feels. Liza, yeah. Liza and yeah. Peter. I'd rather leave while I'm in love. <laughs> and and that's this penultimate to the act break. We have not the boy next door. I am not Which the is, boy uh, next door. Peter and his mother. Peter and Marion. Okay. I think, ma- I think mum not, just has okay. some interjections. Mum might just be like waving in the background. <laughs> she appears. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so opening back to in the Broadway is by Coastal with Peter and the trio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and ensemble? Question mark? Nope. nope. Okay. No, I made it up. Sorry, Norman, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if You Were Wondering, which is Peter and Greg. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure Thing Baby. Which is D. Anthony, Greg, Peter, Trio, and the male oh ensemble. God, how good that one is! Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a big one, and everything old is new again. Peter and the Rockettes. Yes. Everything is better when there's Rockettes. It's this song meh to listen to. Yes, to watching. Visually, way more interesting than it is. And then you have everything old is new again. Reprise with Marion D. and Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, love don't need a reason. Oh man, I forgot how many good songs are in this musical. <laughs> <laughs> they do pack it towards the end. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. I don't know. There's good stuff in the beginning. There's good stuff in the middle. There's mm. good stuff at the end. I, this, I will put this is one of the... as example number one. Track number five, waltzing Matilda in Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, <laughs> that might be a small. Lull, but uh, yeah. Uh, so after love, don't need a reason. We have honestly, I love you, which Do is you? Oh, again all the heartstrings. Then you and me with Liza and Peter. Like it is, it is kind of like it's really emotional towards the end. Just all the all the goodbyes. I still call Australia home. Oh, don't even. Which is uh, Peter and the ensemble and the Qantas Choir. At some points, it's the Qantas Choir. And then Marion's song, Don't Cry Out Loud. Don't cry out loud. you got to remember, his father's just shot himself. And this is another flashback to his childhood. Learn how to hide Mm -hmm. your feelings. Once Before I Go is Peter's next song. 
And Actually, then, track back just a second. Yeah, yeah. I've just had a flashback. I remember crying having to sing the ensemble part of Don't Cry Out Loud. Oh, we were all right. in black. We were all in black, so you can't see us behind the scrim. But we provided the voices for it. I remember crying during it because I was like, it's just so emotional. And that the swell of it's the music in the second swell. half it's of so the song. Beautiful. Yeah. And then because we can't end on a sad note. Not in the Peter Allen a, show. It's a it's a Peter Allen musical. I go to Rio. There we yeah. go. That's how we finish. Did I miss my favorite song? Or was I not paying attention? Well, or did is, they cut it? This is the Broadway it. version. Because, the Broadway. Um, uh, I'll run through the Australian order here, which has Continental American number one. Then When I Get My Name in Lights, Pretty Keen Teen, which was not oh, yes, in the yeah, first pretty one. Keen teen. Yeah. 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 Uh, all I Wanted Was the Dream. Uh, only an older woman, don't wish too hard, sure thing, baby, quiet, please, there's a no, lady on stage. Sure thing, I'd rather leave when I, while I'm in love. So did they replace sure thing, baby, with a different song for must, Is sure thing, baby, give me a chance to be somebody, a hundred to one. Uh, My favourite in the yeah, entire yeah, show. Yeah. Yep, uh, maybe. Quiet, please, uh, I'd rather leave while I'm in love. Uh, I've been taught by experts not the boy next door, when everything old is new again, best that you can do, love don't need a reason, she loves to hear the music, uh, which is another one we didn't have in the Broadway one. I honestly uh, love you. Yes, we, did. we did. It we was did. just in a different place in the show. Ah, I honestly love you Is mm-hmm. comes next with I Still Call Australia Home, then Don't Cry Out Loud, then Tenterfield Sadler, yeah. then I Go to Rio. Then the lives of me, love yes. crazy. Yeah, yes. yes. Uh, come save me by coastal. If you're wondering, you and me once before I go. Just saying, I yeah. like our version better. There's a lot more music in it. There's a lot more. Music. There's a lot more music. Uh, so, I will say though, um, uh, uh, no, I won't. You won't say it. She's not going to say it. <laughs> she tried to say it, Had wouldn't come out, and then couldn't stopped. say it. <laughs> I I do like some of the arrangements of the songs in the Broadway version more. Mm-hmm. They're just more to my sensibility. They're a bit brassier and uh, a little bit more up-tempo. Sure. Fair enough. Why not? Yeah. So I, I think... Bigger, better. Overall, a very sentimental... A very sentimental show for a person who wrote mostly pop music. Yeah. Yeah. But he he wrote it sentimentally. Yes, yeah, of course, it biographically. Was, yeah. So, yeah, the, the the potential was there. Yeah. All right, well, shall we move on to cast? Okay. All right. All right, so there hasn't been too many productions of this, so casting should be quick, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, can I just re-mention uh, the original Australian cast list? Absolutely. In entirely fact, I by insist. Alphabetical order by surname. All listed as performer. I would like their let's play who's character roles. <laughs> I would love them too, you know. But I really, I looked today, and I couldn't find it. I, so Sometimes somebody, it doesn't exist. Somebody out there has got a program of the 1998 production. Log on to Wikipedia. 
Does go it, to edit this article. Yeah, fix this. Put some this. information in there. Fix this. All right. So Todd McKenney played Peter Allen. This we know. Chrissy Amphlett played Judy Garland. Angela Tui played Liza Minnelli. Robin Arthur possibly played Peter's mum. Possibly. Or it could have been Jill Perryman. They were both in the show. There are two sort of elderly female roles. It could have been either one of them. I'm so confused. And I'm really sorry to all of our listeners that I have failed you on this. Oh, I might not have. I just found her in the Aussie Theatre Archives. Well, Robin Arthur was also in a later production playing Peter's mum. But in all of those articles, it doesn't say reprising her role. Mm. So I don't know if it's the same one. We've tried. We've tried. So Uh, this is one of those occasions where our audience has to help us. We need your help because we know that somebody out there knows it. Um, So if you're screaming at your car radio or whatever you're listening to this on right now, I, hey, I listen. I listen to this in my car. Okay, that's fair enough. Through my car stereo. Does that yeah. is that better? So like, I don't think using... we're syndicated yet. Um, <laughs> not yet, but it'll happen. Maybe Call they're us, just Spotify. Maybe they're just broad, broadcasting our back catalogue after we have been syndicated, and that is where you're listening to this. In this case, <laughs> uh, you're probably too late, and we've probably fixed it already. But anyway, feel it. free to get in touch. Uh, Queenie Vanderzant was also in the show. Not sure. Not sure what she did. Um, David Harris also made an appearance. Uh, also, again, David Harris was later billed as um, playing, um, I was going to say Todd McKenney's lover boy, but that's actually probably pretty okay. Greg? Uh, Greg, yes. Yep. Um, and who else should we point out? Dale Pangali, who I'll, I'll mention, Played Peter Allen for Ignatians in Brisbane not that long ago. So oh, yeah, he, yeah. And he has done some semi-professional and professional appearances as Peter Allen, um, having done the show a time ago. Yeah, he, he flew in for that um, one. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's something that he still does every now and then. Uh, so there you go. There you go. There you go. And for anyone who's interested, Matthew Waters played the young Peter Allen wonder what he's up to now. Uh, yeah, so on Broadway, Broadway, Hugh Jackman played. Who's Hugh Jackman? Um, you oh, might know him as guy. Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. <laughs> um, actually, Hugh was supposed to be on the episode today. We asked him again. Oh, well, we put him in the schedule. Him. Did we ask I him? I tweeted him <laughs> a number of a times. A number of times. And apparently he's busy doing like some... Film press promotion. junket for the greatest showman on earth. Oh, like, as it's if that a... was more important than this. Seriously. Well, Miranda, hanging he might... out with Zac Efron. M- maybe he. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it have been perfect <laughs> if he got both of them? <laughs> <laughs> By accident, he just bought Zac with him. <laughs> this like... guy just keeps following me around. Is it okay if he sits in on the episode? <laughs> Julie, can he sit no. next to you? <laughs> we, we, we'll just put Zac over on the couch while we do the episode with you, Jackman. Oh, <laughs> you can play with my dog. Zane puts the heater on. It gets hot in here. <laughs> it's getting hot. Okay, uh, back to the Broadway cast. Um, the Broadway cast starred Hugh Jackman as Peter Allen, Stephanie J. Block as Eliza Minnelli. 
Jared Emick played Greg. Uh, Beth Fowler for, uh, played Peter's mother and was nominated for an award nom, as was Isabel Keating for her Judy Garland. And the trio of singers, in case anybody cares, Colleen Hawkes, Tara Kelly and Stephanie Kutzerbaugh. They are yeah. one of my favourite parts of the show. They like, are. Genuinely. They keep reappearing. Uh, they also had a massive ensemble. So there's a couple of other bit parts and an ensemble of 14. Mm. Like, there's a lot to do for the ensemble. It's good times. Yeah. Fun show for them. Um, are you interested in a couple of the Broadway reviews? Oh, Why not? No. Well, we're Still, here. Yeah. Uh, basically, the reviews of the Broadway production said very little or very little nice things about the show itself, but praised Hugh Jackman quite heavily. Uh, um, this, I think we have to refer to him as Tony Award winner Hugh Jackman. Tony Award oh, winner Hugh Jackman. I thought you were going to say it. I thought we had. And this was Tony Award winner Hugh Jackman's Broadway debut. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't need Zac to do it Efron, anymore. Tony Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben Brantley of the New York Times wrote, his limbs twirling like the blades of a windmill, Mr Jackman channels the energy that was Alan with a rejuvenating life force all his own. And you don't feel, as you so often do with such interpretation, that your memories of the prototype have been blurred. This is a performance that, against the odds, holds on to its integrity. Variety wrote, uh, oh, no, this was of the Australian Arena Tour, which also starred Hugh Jackman. Variety wrote, when he first performed the role on Broadway, Hugh Jackman's charisma, vitality and breezy confidence on stage far outshone the narrative or emotional scope of the the by-the-numbers bio-musical of singer-songwriter Peter Allen. The scales have been tipped even further toward the performer in this pumped-up reconfiguration of the show. Playing state capitals in venues of 10,000 or more, it's much more than... um, It's much of a concert platform for a returning local boy made good in Hollywood as it is a life story for Peter Allen, and I guess that's no bad thing. I guess that's So they don't true. say nice things about the show, but they say nice things about the performances. As a show, Which it is, is quite an intimate show. Yeah. The way it's written the to be... The idea to do it as the arena, arena spectacular, spectacular is... It would just feel like a concert of Peter Allen show, of Peter Allen songs, I think. Why not just do a concert of Peter Allen songs yeah. then? The, the way it's set up is they have a stage that comes right out with a like a circular disc onto the end of it so you can go right into the audience and mm. have a chat to them like Peter did, but it's also got the main stage as well. So okay. it's kind of split. Mm. Well, the uh, that Australian Arena Tour um, featured Hugh Jackman and Chrissy Amphlett and Angela Tui uh, returned from the original Australian production. Uh, reprising the roles of Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli. Uh, Colleen Hewitt played his mum and it also featured the Australian Girls Choir. In I Still Call Australia Home. In I Still Call Australia <laughs> Home. It would be very inappropriate to put them in some other places. <laughs> um, Don't wish to. Also want to make a quick mention of the 2010-2011 um, season of the production companies, The Boy From Oz, which featured again Todd yeah. McKenney. The Mel- they're the Melbourne production company, yeah? They're the... 
the production company in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. They did a season in Melbourne in August of 2010 and then a return season in 2011 in January and February and then took the show to Sydney in March of the same year. That was directed by Our Lady Nancy Hayes <laughs> and musical direction by John Foreman mm. of um, Channel 10 fame. <laughs> Um, but this was the return to the role for Todd McKenney after how many years? 98 to 2010 as a big gap. Mm. But one of the things that um, a lot of the reviewers said about it was he was now the right age to be to playing play yeah. Peter, Peter Allen. Allen. Yeah. And on, that yeah. it gave it – he still had the, the physicality and the energy and all of the – Peter that needed to be there but he now had this other layer of maturity that just mm. gave it the whole performance another kick and and that it was cuz at the end of the day Peter Allen plays end of life Peter Allen more than he plays his like young Chris Bell yeah um and obviously a child plays him as a child yes, but it's, yeah. it starts with him reflecting on his life so yeah. you've got to play I guess to the maturity yeah. of the end yep and even throughout the show when he's playing his younger self, he's still in and out of the show yeah. re- constantly reflecting to the audience yes. as though he's playing the part of himself yeah. in the show, within a show, within a show, within a show. Within his memories. <laughs> within his memories, yeah. So um, that was a much acclaimed production starring also starring Kristen O'Leary as Judy Garland, Femme Belling as Liza Minnelli and Robin Arthur, who may or may not be the same Robin Arthur that was in the original <laughs> production, as his mum. David Harris uh, played Greg Connell. There you go. All right. Well, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back and we'll uh, dreamcast this show, shall we? Okay. Okay. If you were to cast this show in your dreams, which performers would you place in each role? Um, I kind of just just want the OGs back. <laughs> I just want Peter and I want Judy and I want Eliza and I want it to play out as the musical. <laughs> Do you want them to die on stage? No, like they're already dead so it's kind of hard but... I just would like to see them play themselves, which is awkward and never going to happen. But I just, it's so hard to think of people that would be better than the people they were. I guess that's the hard thing to do when you're doing a biographical musical. My list is quite literally empty for that reason. Yeah. I can't, I don't know. The only person that I can really think of that before they did it, I would say they should do it. Mm. Would be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Like I don't know off the top of my head another performer that I think would be as good or better than it's, either Todd McKenney or the, Hugh Jackman. The charisma and just that that level of energy that is difficult to replicate. Yeah. And then you start thinking of like you obviously – go to Australian performers straight away because you don't really want to hear an American try and do the accent for that long. Um, but, but then even you even think, you of, think American of American and actors, it's, like it's a bit you, hard to yeah. even picture anyone really nailing Peter and his accent and who he was. I think this show is not as popular as other shows 
partly for that reason. Yeah. Like it's really hard. You, This is a star vehicle. Yeah. Mm. If, you could, need you to say, have someone who can carry it. Yeah, I you think... sell it on Peter Allen mm. and someone as yep. Peter Allen. It would be very, very difficult and I'm not entirely sure he would be able to do the role or have that kind of um, acting I don't know. I haven't, we've never seen him in a role like this. Don't know if he can sing. Needs to get skinnier. But what are, who are you Liam he, Liam Hemsworth. So Chris Hemsworth's brother. Um, uh, again, probably yeah. not old enough yet. I feel like there's a lot of maybe <laughs> probably can't in there. Yeah. I've thinking, never seen him play something as energetic. No, as this it's always role so subdued. Yeah. But who would you get for Liza? Liza. Liza's I would like to see Stephanie J. Block. Like I know she's what done about it. I wouldn't mind Liza seeing Liza as Judy. Liza Minnelli now yeah. playing Judy Garland. <laughs> 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 Julie's head just exploded. Um, I I no, would like. I to think s- it would be really difficult oh, to watch. I would. I would. That's that was a joke. Facetious. This should never happen. I'm, I'm kind I would of surprised that. Um, in in those productions ten years ago, and you know, even mm. fifteen years ago, that we didn't see Carolina Connor pop up in this cast anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. She would be almost she could, perfect. She could be Eliza, and she could be a Judy. I think yeah. she's a Judy now. Now she would be. Now a Judy. she would yeah, be. A Judy. But I think young Liza. Even five years ago, she could have been. Yeah. Liza. Potentially. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a specific style of performance too that is of an era past that you need for Judy, Liza and Peter and it's difficult to find now and it has a lot to do with that energy and the the showmanship Mm. involved in the performances and um, I, yeah... It, I feel like a really old person saying it, but <laughs> these I, youngsters, these, these youngsters just can't carry that sort of thing anymore. <laughs> if I had to pick someone who I think might, given a few more years, a bit more maturity, I think Jack Chambers would be a pretty good uh, pick. Yeah, I can I think see even that because he has the right style about him. Yeah, I think if you put another ten years on Jack, yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Jack Chambers. <laughs> Friend of the show, Jack Chambers. Um, any any other roles you feel particularly strongly about? It's too hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's too hard to do. And it's that it's because you're casting real people that yeah. have a very real. It's you can't sense have a. Them. There's no yeah. There's no there's no scope for. Oh well, maybe we could just make a super tall Judy. No, you can't really have a super tall Judy. <laughs> but also, you don't. You you need someone who can play a real Liza. Yeah, you need someone that can effectively, if not be Liza, but really effectively mimic mm. her characteristics and who she is slash was when she was younger. Mm. All right, well, I'm, we have I entirely failed. Call out to the listeners. Yeah, tell Help us. Help us on this we one. can't do it. Tell us who you want to see and we'll make it happen. Uh, uh, Julie, I hear, is that Julie is quite persuasive on email. (laughs) Dear dudes. (laughs) Dear dudes. Hey, guys. Please get Liza Minnelli to play 
Judy oh, no. in the next version. Can of you imagine? Can you imagine hearing her sing? Uh, well, her, her associated with um, "Quiet Please" as a lady on stage. I'd be a mess. I'd never get back out of that theater. I would be a puddle of tears. <laughs> oh, tears oh. and confusion. Playing yeah, her good. own mother dying. No, let us. Oh. Yeah, okay. Let's I, move I, on. I pull it back. Come on. Let us know who should be in this show because we are coming up blank. Let's move on to top five lists. I just had to gather myself together. Okay. Okay, what top five list does this musical belong on? Top, top five. five Australian. I was going to say, are we saying it all at the same time? Musicals? Top five Australian musicals. Top five, um, biopic jukebox musicals. Awesome. That's that's getting no. It's, it's getting a, full. It's that. Is it? It's done. It's, it's definitely have there because it's Australian. I we don't win have at to. it. We win at it. I don't think it's the top five. I top five. I, it's probably in the top five. Thank you. Um, I would pick it over Jersey Boys, controversially. Top five musicals with a little bit of an AIDS feature. An mm. AIDS feature, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say top five musicals uh, with Judy Garland. <laughs> because <laughs> even though it's not Judy Garland, she's in it. Uh, top five stage shows. Well, I had, I have, I have something. Garland. I just yeah. don't know how to phrase it. So I'm like top five musicals. With famous peeps. I guess that's biopic. Being yeah. biopic. biopic. There we go. Other people. Yeah. Playing by other people. <laughs> Fake famous people. Top. I mean, it. it's too big to go jukebox, yeah? Like it wouldn't be top five jukebox musicals. Would it? There's I a really lot of jukebox musicals. I know. Whatever. I like That's why I conditioned it with biopic. Yeah. Within that... That formula of telling the story of the writer of the music. Yeah. I think it's definitely up there. What would you think about top five male leads? It's definitely Ooh. a big show for someone to have to get through. On stage the whole time. Quite you literally, have the title, pretty much the whole time. Title, title So role. many sequined shirts. There's many um, costume changes on stage. Like he doesn't really get to go off stage. No, like they just do costumes changes on stage the whole time. So it's quite impressive. Maybe like maybe workload for a male lead or any lead, or Hefty any lead, leads. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had top five flashback musicals because okay. it's done as a flashback right up until the end. And there aren't many musicals that have done that. Mac and Mabel is. Uh, that's the only other one that I can think of off the top of my um, head. I think there would be quite a few. Elf, the musical. Is it a... We spoke of. Oh, yeah. Recently. Not a a whole flashback, though. It it has a tiny little mention of of him crawling into Santa's sack. Father Christmas is telling the story. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. After the fact. True. True point. Point taken. Point Miranda. Uh, I think think we can consider it. I'm assuming a Hufflepuff. (laughs) I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah. Of course you are. Miranda's a total Gryffindor. You're Slytherin, Yeah. Definitely yes. a Slytherin. <laughs> anyway. Guess. Raven very Claw. obvious. Of course I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> All right. No, this is not Boy From Us. 
It's the Tune in next week for it. <laughs> uh, what about top five gay leads? Gay leads. Hmm. Gay leads. There are there's a there's a fair few. So, but but it's it's a significant. No, I like one. it. It's a significant one. I like it. A gay character leads. Yes, not yeah. gay actor leads because that's a big list. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my list. I'm gonna put top five mother songs. Oh, stop it! Yeah, I okay. think I think this, <laughs> out of all the songs and all the characters in this show, that is the one that gets me the most. So it definitely be my personal top five. Mother song list. I'm just interested in whether you would put it there as well. Like mother songs isn't I'm like a sure. really. You didn't sure. think about it, but yeah. it's definitely one of the ones that every time I hear it, I get a little teary teary. Yeah, every time I hear it, I get a little teary teary. <laughs> well, what, what about top five sad musicals? Oh. Top five sad musicals. There aren't many sad musicals. It's not a sad musical. Oh, just because you you have I Got a Rio at the end. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's sad. A lot of its songs are played for tragedy and sadness and loss, but it is it does manipulate the audience into like feeling that that it was worth it. That his life, this tragedy, was worth. What he got out of life, and that makes it not sad. Okay, well, top five musicals with sad moments. Okay, all right, sure. I, I, yeah. I, I, that, that's a weird way of work. I think it is a sad musical. Top five emotional musicals. <sighs> I don't know how to word it, but I think it's just sad musical. I think it is sad. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it has tapestry sequence, so so many sequins. Pretty that's hard to so sad. The tears, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> reflect right off. <laughs> Boing, quick. Uh, Anything yeah. else, ladies? No, I'm, nah, I'm good. Oh, top five features of uh, oversized fruit. The banana, of course. Top five features of a top five fake camel. Giant phalluses. <laughs> okay, we've stage. all seen very different versions of this. <laughs> camel. A camel. Giant phallus. Yeah, he comes in on a camel. Instead of a banana in your production, is that what you're saying? When does the camel come It in? wasn't even in our production. It was in uh, one of the staged versions. Huh. A camel. Who yeah, knew? Julie camel. did. Hang Julie on. knew. Unless she's, That's thinking, why we've got she's thinking of Prince of Arabia, the musical <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Again. Constantly. All right, all right, all right. Let's take a break and we'll come back with the lessons we've learned from this musical. This musical has taught us a lot of things. What are some? Don't wish too hard for what you want because then you might get it. If you get a chance to sing with Judy Garland, do it. Do it. Do it every time. Maybe not do it now. (laughs) Well, you won't get a chance now. But if she comes to you in a dream and she offers to sing with you. Oh, yeah, take it, take it, take it. Go sing with her. Ghost Judy. Always sing with Ghost Judy. If Ghost Judy appears... You do what goes to you once. Do you yes. know what I learned in The Boy From Oz? What? Um, before <laughs> having been in it, I didn't know Peter Allen was married to Liza Minnelli. <gasps> the more you, were, you know. You're quite young though. You, you're was, well and truly out of the generation that would have any yes. idea about the gossip yeah. of that particular time. It, you know, that probably was a lesson a lot of people learnt from the yeah. show. They were like, he what? 
He was and married to a woman, eh? And I learned, Liza Manelli? Just in general, I learned a fair bit about Peter's life. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's a good the thing. purpose. Yeah. That is the purpose. A controversial one is, and one that I'm still not sure I learned, but this, this musical really tries to push it on you, is that a gay man marrying a straight woman is not always necessarily a 100% terrible thing. They were. They did share a friendship that was very important to both of them, and both before and and after. That's reflected in in the show. So, and I think that's what that's a a lesson that the show tries to teach. Whether Mm. or not that was the actual case in real life or not, but either way, and if you're going to marry someone, it definitely should be your best friend. I thought you were going to say it definitely should be Liza Minnelli. (laughs) If I could marry Liza Minnelli. I would think twice about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was not, it's not an automatic well, no. They had a partnership. It wasn't yes, yeah. necessarily your a average marriage. romantic yeah. marriage, but they had a partnership that was their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Any other lessons? Um, can I share one that Todd McKenney would like to... Friend of the show, Todd McKinney. Friend of the show, Todd McKinney, um, provided this advice for Peter Allen's of the future. Um, He said, try not to impersonate him, but capture his energy and enthusiasm for being on stage. And remember, he wrote those songs about his life. The lyrics are the most important things in singing a song. And I think that's a lesson that goes beyond... Just the being class. Peter Allen <laughs> or yeah. Peter Allen's at all, that there's so much more to characterization than impersonation, and particularly when you're taking on a role that is of a known celebrity. Yes. Somebody yeah. who has a lot of media you can research. All of that stuff is really important to get their mannerisms and the sound of their voice and their, you know, habitual presentation right. But it it goes beyond that to their energy, their love for life. And, and this show in gives this us particular... three great examples yeah. in Judy, yeah. Liza and Peter. Yeah, yeah and so... it's so much more about embodying the spirit of those characters than impersonating mm-hmm. or creating a perfect replica yeah. of the expectation of those characters. And I think that that's a really important thing that all of us should look at more often in musical theatre is that lyrics are important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And reading between the lines of the lyrics is just as important. I think uh, another lesson you can learn from Boy From Oz is that it is... Uh, subject matter can make a show really hard to produce. Like mm. when you're dealing with these real people, like you said, you... You need someone who can sell and not only one person, you need three people in this show mm-hmm. that can sell a performance of a famous person. So I think that that subject matter really makes this show difficult to produce. Yeah. Either professional or amateur level. It gets yeah. a... It, there's a lot of amateur productions of this around Australia. Mm-hmm. It's constantly being put on, like truly so many. And um, it always... It surprises me how many people come out of the woodwork who are suddenly Liza Minnelli's. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing that we learned is that Americans like hearing about Americans, not so much about Australians. Mm, let's rewrite the book. Sorry, Nick. 
Hmm. Uh, let's let's expand Liza and Judy, and uh, you know, it is, it's a, the Peter Allen show, but it should be the the Judy and Liza show. <laughs> I think they enjoyed the Peter Allen bits. They yeah. certainly kept a fair bit of that. <laughs> Hugh Jackman was in the show. Just a little less Tenerfield, guys. Yeah. But it also shows us that Australian musicals do have a place on the world stage in musical theatre. A small yeah. one. So it's there. It is a very small one. We've only got, I think we're, we got up to two titles <laughs> that have started in Australia yeah. and gone Transferred elsewhere. Broadway, successfully transferred but, uh, to Broadway. Let's keep trying, you know. Anything else? No. No. All right. Well, that, that's it. That's us. That is Boy From Oz. Happy Australia Day. Happy Australia Day. I Throw hope you throw a sh- yeah, shrimp on the barbie, wear some Thong. board shorts and the beach and go surfing. I don't know what Australians do. I'm <laughs> they drink beer and I'm have an a imposter. barbie, mate. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> stay inside in the air conditioning watching some musicals. That sounds like a great Australia day to me. Mm. It does. All right. Well, if you have anything that you can offer, lessons that you've learned, castings that you would suggest, mm. get in contact with us. We're on Please. Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. On Twitter at musicals teach me, or you can send us an email at musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. That's exactly how I say it. Julie's doing a wonderful rendition of how I make my face look during that. Is it? Is that what I look like? She's, nice. she's still doing it. It's amazing. If I look at her and, and just you know, put, so I can't see you in my peripheral vision, it's like she's talking in your voice. But if you have already done all of those things, the best thing you can do is give us a rating. And a review in your podcast capture device. Capture your podcast platform. Platform of choice. Be that iTunes, be that Stitcher, be that Overcast, be that Podbean, any of those that really helps gets us out get us out there. And also tell Spotify that you love us. I'll tell that Spotify, right now. please. Dear like, jeez, dear Spotify, we plug your show, your product, on every <laughs> single episode of our show. Please. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> All right. And finally, Patreon. There is content up there that only our patrons get to listen to. So for less than a cup of coffee a month, you can get all of that as well as all of this. So thanks again for listening. I've been Zane C. Weber. With me is... Julie Eisentrager. And Miranda Selwood. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.